What I'm reading about Portugal now, if you can't go, read, by Janelle Holden. What's one book you've read that has changed your life? The woman interviewing me asked. My brain hit pause. Oh my God, you cannot be blanking on this question, I thought. You cannot. You have a degree in English literature. You love books. You've read thousands of books. Come up with something. And yet there it was, a blank mind in front of me, nothing. Uh, I said, stalling for time, looking behind me at my bookshelf, wondering if any of the current ones on there could qualify as being quote-unquote life-changing. Seeing none, I went with the favorite business book, Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Aha, I thought, perfect. No, what's one book outside of business that has changed your life? She asked again, not letting me deflect. I wanted to say the obvious, that every book you read, every show you watch, everything that influences you changes your life in some way. It's all life-changing. In elementary school, I loved Beverly Cleary's Ramona Quimby series and C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia and anything by Judy Bloom and Madeline Lingle that opened up my imagination to new places and brought me epic female heroines. In high school, I read Tolstoy's Anna Karenina out of the school library and Anne Rhine's The Fountainhead, both of which I found on my own, and I remember their discoveries. I was a fan of Saul Bellow, Henry James, Faulkner, and Flannery O'Connor when I was being an intellectual in college. Later, in a cabin I rented in the woods, I scared myself silly reading Truman Capote's In Cold Blood and felt liberated sexually by D.H. Lawrence's Lady Chatterley's Lovers. I read Out of Africa and West with the Night and The Liars Club and other memoirs by brave women in my 30s and 40s. I discovered A Prayer for Owen Meany and Shantaram and The Count of Monte Cristo and Alana Ferrante's incredible fiction about two Italian friends. The HBO series My Brilliant Friend is based on her books. A friend and a subscriber to this newsletter recommended David Sedaris, and I laughed so hysterically at everything he wrote that eventually it was his name that I mentioned to my interviewer, a woman with a degree in mathematics and an engineer's mind who looked at me as if that was the lamest response she had ever heard. He's funny, I said. I didn't get the contract, and I'm glad. Something better showed up. Besides, after COVID, the question, where do you see yourself in 10 years, just seems ridiculous. Who knows, seems the most appropriate answer. Do you? Reading about Portugal. One thing COVID taught me is how much it helps me when I use my imagination to travel to places I can't reach physically. Books got me through that feeling of being stuck, trapped in my home and my life and my body, and transported me into a new place. I first read about surfing off the coast of Portugal in the book Barbarian Days, A Surfing Life by William Finnegan. I followed a woman on a camel with her dog winding her way across the Australian desert solo in the book Tracks by Robin Davidson. I read the rich prose of Pico Ayer's Asian adventures in Video Night in Kathmandu. I owe a huge thanks to Marco Ayling, who writes The Missive on Substack, for the travel book recommendations he made on his former YouTube channel, linked here. I read most of the books he recommended, and they helped me go to many new places. That's what I'm leaning on now that our plans to move to Portugal this year didn't come to fruition. Despite all of our best efforts, our house didn't sell, and we missed a window to move this fall. 
I say a window because there will be other windows. One thing I've learned from studying mountain climbers is that the fatal errors happen when you don't turn around and go back down the mountain in the right weather window. Many climbers have missed their Mount Everest summit because of a storm or an accident or an illness and have had to try again to make it to the top. Some seven times or 10 times or more. It's the ones that refuse to let go when a storm comes in who lose the chance to try again. So I'm using this period to prepare for the next try and I'm gathering books about Portugal around me to help stay the course. Right now I'm reading The High Mountains of Portugal by Jan Martel, the author of Life of Pi, and since I can't help but read two books at once, I'm also reading Night Train to Lisbon by Pascal Mercier. There's also a film of the same name. Both are fictional books of romantic quests within and around Portugal. On a visual level, I'm going to rewatch A Hundred Foot Wave, the HBO television series about Hawaiian surfer Garrett McNamara's quest to ride a hundred foot wave off the coast of Nazare, Portugal. On deck is James Clavel's Shogun, whose hero wants to break the Portuguese monopoly on Japanese trade, and books by Jose Saramago, a controversial Portuguese writer who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1998. I plan to start learning how to speak Portuguese soon and to try to read Portugal authors in their native language. Of one thing I'm sure, they'll all change my life. P.S. Got a book recommendation for me? Please leave it in the comments. I'd love to hear it. And as a gift in return, here's a Montana sunset for you. Thank you to subscribers from Montana to Portugal is a reader supported publication. My once every 10 days ish essays are free to all subscribers, but for less than a cup of coffee each month, you will get access to the full archives of my essays, plus some great bonus videos and podcasts. And you can feel really good about supporting one of your favorite authors or writers, as I might say. Thanks so much. I appreciate you listening.